When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glasser coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture twice a week, every week, wherever you get your podcast. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, where we're covering the latest news in the NFL and fantasy football. Game Source, where we cover the latest news and trends in video games. Plus, you can get the number one Lakers blogger today. That's Laker Tom at Lakerholics.com. Plus, our good friend Jamie Sweet. Go ahead and check out his five things, which will actually be a good five things on the Lakers and Blazers. You can go ahead and check out that today at Lakerholics.com. Plus our good friend Ox1947 at Lakersball.com. They have great conversations there as well on the Lakers at Lakersball.com. Plus, if you want your lawn transformed into something magical today, go ahead and check it out at Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. And also our good friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. You can give them a shout out, plus subscribe today so you can get the latest notifications on YouTube when we go live on the air, like our Facebook page, and also our Twitch page as well. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers coming off that stinging loss in the last second against Indiana needed to come back with a vengeance tonight against Portland before they head out on a six-game very tough Eastern Conference road trip. And coming back tonight's game with the Portland Trailblazers, who are flying in from Portland after playing the Clippers last night. Would this be a chance where the Lakers could capitalize on a possible fatiguing Portland Trailblazers without Damian Lillard? Well, the answer is yes, because after a sluggish first quarter where both teams really didn't get off the uh, the he didn't get off the bench really well. He didn't get off to a great start, 24-22 to 22 for the Lakers in the first quarter. They really poured it on the second quarter with both teams scoring over 40. But in the third quarter, which has been much maligned for the Lakers, where they're actually statistically the worst team in the NBA in the third quarter, they changed that today with one of their best third-quarter performances 
not necessarily on the offensive end. 31 points is okay, but 20 points allowing the Portland Trailblazers in that third quarter. You really see the effects of maybe the back-to-back for Portland, but also as well the motivation that came out of the locker room from Darvin Ham, the coaching staff, and also Los Angeles Lakers as they poured on and they actually put it into cruise control and did not give up a big double-digit lead this time around with a 128-109 victory over the Los Angeles Lakers. And here today to talk about the game are two great guests indeed. First man here, first man up. It's a good man. You got to go ahead and talk to, you know, you got to go check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. He is the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. Great to have you here, my friend. Want to hear your thoughts on the game? You and I were really liking it. When the team is in transition, good things happen. Well, when you don't have outside shooting, basically you want to play a full court game rather than a half court game. And the Lakers, uh, the Lakers, had a good good game tonight. They shot well. They shot 38% from three. Um, they got seven more shots than uh, the other team. Um, had They won every quarter. They must sometimes only by two points or four points, but they won every single quarter, which is one sure way to make sure that you win the game. Um, I thought that uh, it's, you know, LeBron, LeBron's had three strange games the last three games since he returned because – Two of the games, he's been red hot, <laughs> red hot from deep. And, and you know, that's you, – you think about the domination that we've had of Anthony Davis inside, um, and LeBron shooting well from outside is a good combination. Um, but he had that middle game where basically he really was pretty lazy and uh, and a lot of – you know, he, he had his share of blame for the for, – for letting that big lead disappear and so forth. Um but this was a good game. They came back and did what they had to do, which is to win that game, get back to, you know, at least at least now they're eight and twelve. There are four games under, but they're still only, you know, a couple games out of the play in tournament and four games probably out of the out of the top six. Um, so it's kind of funny. It's a strange Western division, and there's still a couple of teams in the top six that might have a hard time holding on to those positions. AD played well again. LeBron played well. Nobody got hurt. Great victory. Absolutely great victory. The Lakers do go to 8-12. and 12. They're still in the thick of things just outside of the play and chase. I know I keep stressing on that, but I'm trying to, trying to think Laker Tom positive here. So we're trying to think of Laker Tom positive. They're just two games out of a play-in spot right there in the Western Conference. Anything goes seemingly in the Western Conference, but also here today to talk about the game. He's a good man indeed. He, he may still be feeling the after effects from the one chip challenge. And before I bring Joe Soro on, I've got a big thank you for everyone last night outside of that piece of garbage that was on last night. You know who I'm talking about. I actually had to take down that video because I really would just want to apologize to the audience out there and give a big thank you to Seth, Paul, uh, everyone who was a part of it. Roger, that was incredible last night. I tell you, one person does not destroy the fact that you guys are the best chat room in all of Lakers land out there. You guys were incredible last night outside of that one piece of crap garbage that was on last night. And I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Truly appreciate it. But here today to talk about today's game, a guy who I wish was here because he would have been given the smack right back at the guy. 
Plus also as well, he may still be feeling the after effects from the one chip challenge. It is Joe Storo. It is Joe Soro. Joe, great to have you here, my friend. First off, before we get into the game, how are you feeling, my friend? I got to admit, uh, wasn't that big of a deal. Really? I think my prep helped. I think the fact that I coated my stomach and drank after uh, really didn't really affect me. And I, and I kind of knew this. Uh, I'm a spice food type. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat raw jalapenos by themselves without food. But I, uh, I, I, my stomach was hot when we got off air. But later that night, it was, it was gone. So the one chip challenge, I think, would be a. So that was my fault, by the way, Tom. I actually pushed too many <laughs> buttons. I was, I saw you leaving. I wanted to, do, I wanted to not see your chair, and I actually was like, "Oops, too many buttons." You're like, click. Yes, that was uh, my fault. That was as long as it's not Gremlins. No, it wasn't Gremlins this time around. I'm sure it would have been harder if I had done some five minute don't drink or eat anything, or if <laughs> I had feeling it. If I hadn't prepped it, if I hadn't prepped, I, I, everyone said you got to prep, you got to eat a banana, you got to you have your stomach full of something. Yeah, but I mean, come on, common sense was eating, eating some kind of a milkshake that was thick or some kind of ice cream in it. That's what's gonna soak that up. Well, I actually, well, let me, well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I was feeling depressed. I'm gonna be honest with you. After what happened last night in the NBA observations, and that really, uh, not the fact that that Sean had some issues as well, but. We had a piece of crap, gar- piece of garbage that was on last night in the chat, and I was really feeling bad for myself. So you know what I did? I turned to Monday's episode of the Lakers Fast Break, and I saw Joe Soro take the one chip <laughs> challenge, and I was feeling right as rain and truly cheery after that. That's good. Uh, it sounds sounds like this guy got personal. He did. He got. He was a uh, okay. When your when your moniker. The say I won't say what the first part of it, but when the moniker, the last name of his moniker was racist, and then he they said shout, he uh, put in there a whole bunch of racist things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's where it went south from there. So. Yeah, I mean you know cowards do that kind of stuff, and uh, it's a piece of crap garbage. Uh, and for, you know it's probably better that I wasn't around because I can I can I can get pretty brutal on some things sometimes as well. But the the good thing is uh, you know. Eh, we handled it. It's good. Sorry I wasn't there yesterday, guys. Uh, my scheduling seems to be catapulting into the to the next galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, I do my best to try to make uh, every post game show here for, for for the games. The I had happened. I uh, I had a dinner tonight. Uh, it was somewhat personal and business together. So I missed the first half, but I was able to observe the second half on my way home. Uh, the second half observation was that this this team looked pretty in control. If you eliminated the last six minutes of Monday's game, the Lakers have played two straight games where they've just seemed to have co- controlled the tempo, controlled the pace of everything, the defense, the offense. And I think they just fell asleep on Monday. They fell asleep, and LeBron looked angry tonight from what I saw. I, he looked like prime LeBron. Not because he was making shots. His body language looked irritated. And when you're a great player and you make a mistake, which likely he took accountability on, it looks like, 
they made up for it in this game. Portland had no shot, at least from what I'd seen, in coming back. There was a couple of instances where they made a shot a couple times and the Lakers were missing some some chippies. But there was no uh, there was no feeling in the second half, once they went up 12, 13, 14, that they were going to relinquish the lead enough to where they were going to lose it. Uh, some of those plays that AD was doing uh, under the basket were pretty amazing. AD... Yeah making that three with Schroeder ruining the four point play. That was a pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty great. That, that just reminded me of the Denver game winner for some reason. LeBron phenomenal played phenomenal. Everyone else played pretty darn, darn well. I love the last two minutes of the game. People were uh, wanting to win those tacos. <laughs> they held, they held, uh, they held uh, Portland to, to no points. Those I think last minute 57 or something. So very good win. The response from the loss on Monday is was was very good. I didn't think they were gonna fold this game. I didn't think it was gonna affect them. It was more just like a damn it, you should be eleven and nine and eleven. You know, that's the only feeling I got after Monday's game. I felt like they were gonna win tonight comfortably. They did it. My back for Matt Ryan's game, you know, that's what I that's what I wrote it off as. Whatever it was, God just said you stole one before. We yeah, stole one back from it's it's okay. I, I you know try try and maybe make up for it on Friday if you can beat Milwaukee. You you kind of cover that loss, and now you're sitting at nine and twelve, going uh, getting into the next you know six games on the road. Uh, I think it's six or five. Sorry, and you're you've got some confidence now. You know, I think you can beat Washington. Uh, Cleveland is good, but I think you got a shot there. I know Philly's always tough in Philly, but you've got a, you've got an opportunity here to maybe finish this off at four and four and two this road trip, and then I'm happy because let's 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 look at that for a second. If they go four and two the next six games, you're looking at a team that's uh, twelve and uh, twelve and fourteen. Mm-hmm. Problem is with playing Boston right after that road trip, so. It'll be Suckers. 13 and 14. Uh, 12 and 14. They'd be 12 and 14. We'll be 13 and 14 after we beat Boston. Good, good. That's what I want to hear, Tom. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, and, and with that, I'm going to segue to Tom. That, that's a nice answer. You know, it, it, <laughs> the one thing that hasn't gotten much publicity, and I think it falls into the same category of seriousness as the Lakers ending up in last place and giving the ping pong balls to the Pelicans to get Wimbanyana, you know. That would be terrible. But the other terrible thing is if the Lakers don't put up the money and put up the picks to improve this team and give them a chance to compete for a championship, nobody else is going to stop the Boston Celtics from winning number 18 before we do. And that is something that I haven't seen anybody in wearing those Laker uniforms and any of those front office sounding boards say anything about that. I mean, that franchise is being run extremely well. Our franchise is either a freaking joke or they're going to pull off the most fabulous trade and and public relations scheme where they fooled everybody as to what they want to do. Um, and there's a 50% chance that even if that happened, it was totally luck rather than Rob Polinka's skill and talent as a negotiator. Um, but anyway, you know, they, 
watching the Celtics and what they're doing in the East. Really, and then you watch Anthony Davis. I mean, Anthony Davis is already back in almost everybody's minds as a top five player again. It's LeBron who slipped down and he's in the second five or some player, for some people, even the third five. You know, they're ready to write him off and slide him down as fast as, fast as father time grows. Um, but that's the thing. I hear the Lakers press, the, the press coming out and saying that the Lakers still don't know what they have with this team. Well, they're not hoping that this team is terrible and needs a desperate thing. They already know that they've got huge holes to fill. What they're hoping is that the team is really good because LeBron James and Anthony Davis are the same players they were in the bubble. And if those guys can play at the level of the bubble, then they deserve to get, they deserve a trade to get them as much help as they can so they have as big a chance as they could possibly have to prevent the Celtics from putting a 14, from putting an 18 shamrock up in that stadium. You know, they need to do, they need to do something. And we couldn't have better news in many ways because the news is that our superstars are playing great. We've got a couple of role players in Reeves and, and, and Walker who are doing, who are keepers that we need to somehow figure out how to keep. And just like we're a couple of games out of the play and a couple of games more of getting into the playoffs, we're a couple of trades from being able to compete with anybody else in the league as long as we've got Anthony Davis playing like he is and LeBron James, playoff LeBron James available. So I think that we're, you know, I feel exactly the same as Joe does, you know. I mean, I, I thought we were going to be 9-11. and 11. I thought we had a chance for 9-11, and 11, especially when we were up 17. Um, but, you know, hey, sometimes sometimes it's good to get your butt kicked like that so that you go back and you start to get serious again. Um, and the Lakers, you know, listen, the truth was we beat a bunch of easy teams to beat. Now we got the Bucks and the Celtics coming up. Let's see what we can do against them. And they were all coming off the back-to-backs, which is yep. another key thing. So, yep. I, I still, got a lot, still got a lot to prove. We're, we're, you know, you you can't complain about, you can't complain about LeBron James producing what he's producing at 37 years old, and Anthony Davis is, you know, top five player in the league, and and this is he's he's playing at MVP and Defensive Player of the Year level. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible, it's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. 
with a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. As Sham Sharani says, the Lakers are waving Matt Ryan. So I guess uh, <laughs> he's being waved. So the, the last seconds that you saw him in today's games are the last for him as a Laker right now. So I don't know what that means right now in the in context of if they're at, doing anything else. But I am reading this right now as we speak from Sham Sharania. So I guess uh, they are doing it. They did not say that what they're doing in, in instead of that, but they are saying, at least Sham Sharani is saying that the move opens up a roster spot for the Lakers ahead of the December 15th trade date. Joe, uh, Tom, before I get back into tonight's game, anything on the move that you guys wanted to say? Interesting that, you know, Matt Ryan, again, played the last few seconds of today's game, and then obviously... And he missed he his only three. And he missed his only three, and he was sent on out. Does that uh, signal anything for you guys as far as uh, open roster spot for, for, for December 15th, like Shams is saying? Well, I think the Lakers, the Lakers have sort of announced through the through McMenamin that they're looking for a smaller trade, um, and there are three players that were identified as the team being dissatisfied with, and those three players were uh, Patrick Beverly, Kendrick Nunn, and uh, uh, Damian Jones. So they're talking about a trade now, which which is interesting because all three guys. Together make eighteen point two million. Or I know I Beverly and Beverly and um, none together make eighteen point two million, and the three of them together make twenty four point two million or something like that. Um, eighteen point seven million actually. So they what happens though with this whole calculation is that they're looking for two players they're looking for a trade that's going to involve at least that much money, which means you can bring back a guy that's making from 18 to $23 million. So if the Lakers want to be cheap, they'll send out more money than they bring back. They'll reduce their salaries and they'll reduce their luxury taxes. If they want to do the best that they can for the team, they'll throw a first round pick in with this and go out and try to get a player. You know, they'll try to get Miles Turner for for an unprotected first round pick and and none in Beverly and uh, Jones salaries. That's enough to match. That's enough to match with a whole bunch of different players that are available in the league. And that way the Lakers can keep, they can do several things. They can keep one pick, which means that they'll have two picks come draft day that they could trade. And they'll keep the cap space because they'll keep Russell Westbrook for the rest of the year. Now, if Russell Westbrook can be not be addition by subtraction and actually be better than what we could get back for him at point guard, at least, you know, then there's something to be said about that. We would also have 35 million, which would mean that we could keep uh, Lonnie Walker the fourth. And, and I think if there's a motive for us to be a free agent it's probably not whom we can get from another team, but it's the ability to to not lose another guy like we lost Malik Monk and like we lost Alex Caruso. <clears throat> um, I think Walker is a better prospect than either one of those two, and you don't want to let him go for nothing. 
Um, and that's something that we need to stop doing as a front office. You know, we keep turning the entire roster over, which means that guys we paid, we, we spent a first round pick on, we're letting go and walk. And uh, you, you got to build the team by, you know, you go back and you look at a championship team and you'll find that there's six guys from so many years ago and three guys from this year and two guys from that year, one guy from this year, but you'll find a pattern of, of, of building a team rather than just, well, these 12 guys are new this year and the other two are LeBron and AD and they're old. Um, and, you know, it, we have no continuity from year to year. And, uh, and the other result of having all of this money into Westbrook and why we shouldn't turn around and put that money into a third superstar is it forces you to build the rest of the roster with minimum salary guys. We've seen how minimum salary guys play. First thing is none of them can shoot. You know, it's, that's why they're making minimum salary. They can do other things, but for one thing for sure is they can't shoot. Well, that's for sure indeed. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us, watching and listening. Truly cannot thank you enough for doing so. I just got some back, some great numbers from Anchor and Spotify over the past year. You guys have been sensational listening to us on the Spotify and Anchor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And that's all attributed to you and what you do for us here at the Lakers Fast Break. But once again, the Lakers pull away from the Portland Trailblazers and put in a cruise control with a very, very good 128-109 victory to go ahead and start. There, the momentum's back going again, Joe. The momentum's back heading into a very tough six-game road trip. Do want to mention for today's game, Anthony Davis, like you guys said, 27 points, 12 rebounds, three block shots, and a plus eight for the guy who's leading the league in rebounding, who's leading the league in defensive efficiency. LeBron James, 6 of 8 from 3, 12 of 18 overall, 31 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists, and only two turnovers, also a plus eight. Austin Reeves was the big deal, Joe, I think, right here for today's game. He really set the tone and really did what was necessary to get the job done early in the game with 22 points, a plus 10, 2 of 5 from 3, but 7 to 10 overall. And off the bench, you got great performances from Thomas Bryant and also as well, Wenyan Gabriel with a plus 11 and some really good hustle. And also, you know what? Russell Westbrook, let's give him some credit, 10 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Still a poor shooting percentage, but zero turnovers, zero turnovers. Well, I was going to mention that zero turnovers and a plus 12. So it to, tonight I can see that when you look at it, the guys really took advantage of the second team of Portland because they really, that's where the pluses really start to show up. And that started in the second half of the first quarter. Yeah. You know, when he, when the starters on all negative numbers at the end of the first quarter and the bench had all positive numbers. They're the ones who turned it around, and it was really Austin Reeves leading the charge there. Yep. Joe? Well, we, we've discussed how Austin Reeves' best attribute is off the bench. Yeah. It, if you want to have a championship contending team, Austin Reeves is the perfect bench guy. Even Lonnie Walker, to a degree, is probably your your second or one. These are sixth men, seventh men, eight men rotation guys that are going to give you 20, 23 five minutes a game, let's say, especially during the regular season when you have to sit down LeBron uh, and, and guys like even Westbrook so that they're, they're, you know, fresh for the, for the, for the playoff run. I'm trying not to get into this trade stuff too much right now, because I, 
I feel like we've gone over it a little too much. Uh, I, I, I don't really have a lot of confidence in Rob Belinka making a good trade. Uh, and I say that not because he's, you know, he can give up the the first, the, the picks in 7, 27, 29 right now, I'm sure. But we know he's not because yeah. apparently he's been given orders to not to. But he's not creative enough or has enough connections out there to, to, to bring something. This team needs more shooters and preferably a, a starting center that would be a starting center. Uh, Thomas Bryant... Uh, Winyan uh, Gabriel are quintessential bench bigs. They are they are great in spurts. They would be great in matchup situations coming off the bench. But we don't have a starting center. And if you think AD is badass now, if you gave him a center that could at least open up some things, I don't know who's out there that we could get, but you would see an even more dangerous AD, which is scary. Uh, LeBron. Uh, like I said, the, the last time I spoke, uh, it, it, LeBron looked angry today and he looked pretty fresh in his anger. So my theory is he saw the tape on that last play and realized he made a massive mistake. Why? Because I noticed it sitting on my butt with the remote control in my hand. So I can only imagine what he saw during game film or in knowing what he did while he was playing. But they came back and pretty much led from beginning to end and didn't have their usual third quarter lull. Matter of fact, it was, the, it was quite the opposite. They, they, they dominated the third and sustained the fourth, which is all you're asking for. And the only thing that I would say one of the few things that I, that's kind of sad about the current NBA landscape is you can't any longer take fourth quarters off. There was a time where if you were up 12, 15 points, you would sit your stars out and they, that, that, that lead usually would never dissipate. If not, if anything, it goes up, but these days, you know, a couple threes here and there and a couple of lazy plays on defense and it's right back to three points from 12. So, cause I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, concerned about LeBron playing too many minutes. That's, that's the, that's really the, the part that's really there's something that they're going to have to monitor, and until they, if they're going to be able to do that effectively, they're going to need some more depth on this team. Uh, I'm not going to say that, and I, I haven't said this word since preseason. I don't know if the Matt Ryan release is a is a precursor, but maybe there's something to that. I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens. I do want to mention to Terrence Harvey that. I was not able to find any statistics at, at uh, the G League level for the South Bay Lakers for Cole Swider. He has uh, not played for the team as of yet, according to what the stats say on, on basketball.reference. I also want to mention that he has played one game with no scoring for the Lakers. So that's all he's, according to what I see as far as if he's still with the team, because I didn't see any transactions with him being waived. thought he was still on a two-way with the Lakers, but I'll go ahead and continue to look into that. I'll actually even check out the listings on his podcast because I know he does a podcast as well. But Laker Tom heading into a very tough six-game road trip, a very, very tough six-game road trip. This is going to be something where the Lakers really needed tonight's win in order to go ahead and get that momentum. Let's talk about it. It's a tough six-game road trip. Joe was the first one to bring this up on how tough this is. Now I'm hearing from all these other shows when I'm listening to him about how they're mentioning it about a week later after Joe already did. 
I wanted to go ahead and talk to you about how tough is this road trip going to be and how, how successful will the Lakers be coming out of it? Well, I think it's it's going to be an important stretch of six games for multiple reasons. One is that we haven't, you know, we've been using a pretty poor measuring stick for how good the Lakers are. And LeBron's been dominant and at times an AD dominant, but they haven't been playing the greatest teams. So it's this is a litmus test to see if we can be for real. I think it is important, like you said, Gerald, that we got a good launch point with this win to make up for the other loss and, and you know, to, to sort of know that we should be, we should have been, you know, seven out of eight for those last eight games, you know, that's how we played. Um, I also think that this is one of those, at least I'm hoping, you know, I'm, I'm always looking at these things optimistic. And to me, all of the various elements are in place for the team to really bond on the road trip. And we hear this, many times after a very successful road trip, how the team got together and, you know, and, and the players, just the ability of getting out of town and not having to go home to the wife and not going to not have any of the kids hanging around and so forth, getting to be able to go out with the guys and, and, and be on the road and where your focus is a lot more basketball than it is when you're at home. Um, and it's a long road trip. So it's got, it's got the flight. It's got all of those things built into it. Um, and it's got, the challenge of playing the two toughest teams in the East during division. Um, and I think there's a lot of pride there that LeBron and AD are going to look at both of those games as games that they want to have a statement performance. Um, if we really are the Lakers who can win a championship as long as LeBron James and Anthony Davis play like they did in a bubble, if they play like they did in a bubble in the six-game road trip, I think we have got a good chance to go four and two or maybe even five and one and steal one. So you're predicting five and one on this upcoming road trip? Sure. I'll predict five and one. I, okay. I Gerald, you know, I mean, it doesn't, I don't mind giving predictions. No, I, I know that. That's <laughs> for sure. Anything. But you won't be doing any one chip challenges in your, in your near future. I'm not going to do any one chip challenges, no, no matter how good the deal is. Okay, <laughs> Okay, Joe, you heard your Tom. I'm thinking more if the Lakers could break even. I think that would be a successful road trip, three and three. Joe, what are you thinking they could do on this current upcoming road trip? Uh, losing to Indy on Monday made it important to go four and two. If they had won in Indy, I'd say three and three would be okay. However, if they play... A lot of times when, when the team goes on the road, there's a little bit more camaraderie. Uh, uh, I, I heard that for years, and I, I never knew if that was true because teams still win more games at home, so I never really knew what that meant. Uh, but it would be nice that if this were the case, if they can go 4-2, and two, it's a massive win. Yeah. Absolutely massive win. Uh, it all, it three and three it, is playing 500, which is what – that's what yeah, we're not we're not moving the needle. Yeah, we have to continue to move the needle here up so we yeah. can get out of this rut. The rut is being below 500. Once they get over 500, uh, I do think there'll be a click somewhere where they're like, "All right, we got through December. We're let's say by the end of the month, you know, let's say we're two games ahead. Now you have January, February, March, 
to really set a tone for what you really want to be as a team. And Rob, I'm talking to you, Rob. <laughs> get your butt in gear and get this team some reinforcements for God's sakes. If I see nothing happen after December 15th, you should not only be fired, but you should never be around the NBA because this is getting tiresome. So uh, I'm trying to get everybody out of timeout. I apologize for all the stuff that's going on in the chat. I guess it's what happens when you have a, a pretty uh, uh, terrible individual on the last stream that I had to go ahead and, and start yesterday. So truly appreciate your patience, everybody out there. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Truly cannot thank you enough for being part of what we do here. Seems like the spam bot has actually spammed out everybody right there in the chat for a few moments. So hopefully that'll be alleviated shortly. I'm trying to fix it behind the scenes. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 128-109. to 109. So, you, okay, so you could think that they can go 4-2 and two on the road trip, Joe? Or what do you, what are you think? <sighs> Seeing how they played the last two nights, minus the little – blow up at the end there in Indy. Uh-huh. This is this is a team that's got some some chemistry going. And if they can continue to improve there, you're going to see some good basketball. So let's let I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went four and two. Uh-huh. What I think they're gonna end up with is still kind of like I might need to see what happens against Milwaukee on Friday for me to dictate what the next five games will be. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know if 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 we get this LeBron from today playing Milwaukee uh, and then playing throughout the road trip. Yeah, I think four and two could be a very realistic number. Playing it safe is playing at par three and three, which initially I thought that's where. That's where I'm thinking three and three, but you know, Laker Tom has them five and one. Well, we have to. Well, five and one. We get one, uh, one of those upsets. We need we need to be five and one. We need to go five and one to make up for a couple of little games we've lost. And then five at that and one, five and one, and we're nine and we're nine and twelve now. Yeah, five and one would make us fourteen and thirteen. Well, we're yeah, we're eight and twelve, I think. Yeah, eight, eight and twelve right now. So if we right go now. five and one, we're thirteen. So five and, and one would even us out. We're, we're, we're thirteen and thirteen. Mm. That would be sweet. So we go five hundred after twenty six games in the middle of December. With a two and ten start. With a two with a, with an zero and five start to, to boot. Oh well, two and ten is actually worse. That's eight games uh, below five hundred. So yeah, it it definitely it definitely gets you feeling real good. Well, we, that, if we could do that, I think we would feel good. They, 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 yeah, they, they would start to feel good. They would start to feel like, okay, guys, we got out of this rut. Now we have uh, what would be – what was that? What would that be? 60 – 66 games left. 60 – Is it 66 games? 56, no. 46. Yeah. My math is all off right now. <laughs> um 56. You'd have 56 games left. Yeah, 56. Well, Laker, Lakers fast break university is not until tomorrow. Yeah. So 56 games, you now – you have 56 games now to really make us forget the beginning of, of the month. Yeah. 70% of the season still left. Yeah. But we need more guys. 
We and need guys that are going to be able to we compete. We also need the other teams to continue to to not play well, so that you know that the, nobody runs away with it. It's terrible, man. Right now, there's well, two I mean, things. Somebody's going to get hot. Somebody's going to get hot and take off. It's two things we that are killing. We need to get help before then. It's two things that's killing us right now. One is we, we're playing that we're playing that draft swap thing. We can't risk that. And then on top of that, we're we're watching the Celtics roll yep. over everyone. It's just not good. I was worried two last bugaboos, year, man. Two bugaboos. Oh yeah, because both of those can just derail this this whole thing. Either we we allow a top five pick to go to someone else, or we have to win two more titles again to to, to get past the Celtics if they should win it this year. I, I don't know. It's it's uh it's tough. I don't know what to. Sometimes I can't get excited unless. <laughs> Let's those teams lose, uh, which is uh, New Orleans, too. New Orleans has a pretty good run here. So, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we, we're going to have to play this season out see what happens. Well, I will say, though, that there was some promising signs for the Lakers as they head into this game, six-game road trip. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you being part of it. Actually, a great question by got to be the shoes. And is that Max Christie, he played a, a good amount of minutes tonight. He hadn't played a, for a few, a little while. And even though he did not shoot the ball that well, uh, there were times he was actually playing good defense against guards. Once he plays against Grant, Grant ate him up. But Tom, you were noting about the potential this kid has. Again, if he can just keep his shot consistent, don't put in the fact that he was shooting 50%, 54% before today's game. He hasn't even really shot that many threes. And to, and today the only shot, only three point shot he made, he actually banked in. So I just think if the kid can just develop a shot where he's within that thirty five to forty percent range as a taller six six guard with some size, he can play some really good defense on some guards going forward for the team. Yeah, I think he has good potential. He um, he's athletic. He has a he has a good looking shot as as you and I were talking about before the yeah. game. The stats from college, you know, were we're impressive as a shooter, um, but the Lakers That's a free throw him. shooter, not three point. Yeah, the, the Lakers liked him, and and uh, and I think I've seen you know I, I I've watched him on defense, and and he has good fundamentals. He gets down low. Um, I like his stance, and and he seems to fight through, fight through the picks and so forth. And I like I've always liked the fact that bigger guards allow you to allow you to play a lot more switching defense, so that it's. It's a lot easier if you if you've ever played full court five man basketball at any level, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Because if you have to fight through every screen and stay with your man no matter what, because your coach wants you to you know play man to man one on one defense instead of switching when you have a good opportunity, you'll find out how much harder it is and how much more energy it's going to burn just trying to do that. So I, you know, we gotta we gotta. We got a whole core of six foot one point guards, you know, which is not how you build a championship team, Rob Belega. Especially none of them can shoot. Well, again, the Lakers did wave Matt Ryan after the game, so they now have did, a Did we actually spot. at any point in time tonight, did we actually play Westbrook, Beverly, and Chris? Yes, we yes, we did. At the same yes, time? we did. We did. Three point guards in the game, none of yes. whom can shoot. Yes, 
I, we did actually. I've noted that to you. Uh, you forgot, but I noted that to you. I think it was in the second quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah I was actually noted that. Okay, did ahead, you guys Jeff. did you guys notice that he wasn't around towards the end? Yeah. Who was it? Westbrook. Well, the Lakers. It I almost like forgot. I almost yeah, forgot. That's, I think that's trash time. That's not punishment time. I think Darvin's like, I ain't gonna play here in the last five minutes. <laughs> well, the whole, problem, like the whole problem is, as as Joe said, the guys. You know, if you look at Lonnie Walker and you look at Austin Reeves, these are guys who would be elite sixth or seventh men on a squad. On our squad, they're the third and fourth guys. Just because we don't. We need to trade Westbrook for three guys who could slot in there, you know, and fill out those starting lineup. And then you'd have Reeves and Walker coming off the bench. That would be some firepower coming off of the bench. Guys who can play defense too, you know, guys with at least some size and, you know, and athleticism to be able to compete with people. But, you know, I mean, Dennis Schroeder, Patrick Beverly and, and Russell Westbrook. Uh, I mean, it's a miracle that LeBron James and Anthony Davis can even get a shot at the rim if you got three guys on the court like that. When it comes to Russell Westbrook, I know he's been playing better coming off the bench, but you just cannot play him in crunch time. I, I just wanted to stress that. I know that's been, you know, we 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 were hard, really hard on Russell Westbrook this this you know coming into the season. We really didn't think that he was going to be able. In fact. You, you know, we all of us said that maybe best if he just not be on the team. And this has just exceeded our expectations that he only not only is on the team, but he's playing a contributing factor on the team, that he's actually doing well enough to be a positive on most nights. It's just when it comes down the stretch, right, Tom? Right, right, Joe? I mean, when it comes down the stretch, that's the time when I think that maybe we should go ahead and just choose other options because he, you know so much pressure seems to be put onto him and as we saw in the indiana game he's really not able to make those great decisions when you need it the most no the the the, the reality of it is there's going to need to be people that are used to get assets back westbrook is number one in line and then you have beverly and non next um followed closely it, by lottie walker and the Lakers have to make a decision on Lakers have to make a decision that they're going to have to take on large contracts and hope that these players that are making large contract, you know, making good money are actually effective players. They're not, not, not just with the talent standpoint, but you can't lose that money either. You know, this, this is something they have to know. I mean, they have to know this, they they can't just let this team, run its course it's not going to work well i I will say i will say you know i know in the chat room they're saying that you know he's not going to be valuable at all this season i disagree i think come february 15th if he okay tom i know you want him gone sooner rather than later but let's say he is here until february 15th or the trade deadline i think the trade deadline he will become a very valuable and wanted individual out there simply because of the contract that he has I think there's a good chance, unfortunately, that the Lakers are going to settle for a one-pick trade and a smaller trade where the expiring contracts happen to be the guys you just talked about, except Russell Westbrook. Hmm. 
And the reason that you do that is because you still can put together $20 million worth of salaries, which can bring you back, you know, a couple of good players. Yeah. Um, they could bring you back, you know, uh, uh, guys like, you know, there, there's guys who don't make a lot of money who are, are pretty good players. And if you, you know, Cam, Cam Reddish, for example, you could take Cam Reddish and, and one of the shooters from the Knicks and give them a pick and, and you can fill a couple of spots there. You could do the same thing with Oubre and PJ Washington. Those are the types of trades that you can make. Um, because those are trades that are going to leave the Lakers with one pick, which they will then match with a pick for 2023 because they'll have, they'll have a pick there, a first round pick. It may, it might be the swap pick wherever the Pelicans end up, but hopefully it, you know, it won't be. Um, but they'll have two picks and they'll have $35 million in cap space. Now I think $15 million of that may be earmarked for Lonnie Walker the fourth. I think he's that valuable to the future of the franchise that you don't want to lose him. Um, and then the other, the other 25 million or 20, 20 to 25 million could be used for multiple players, or it could be used for Miles Turner, for example. I mean, yeah. uh, but just still to keep those two draft picks and then get some help. Now, the type of help you can get, maybe they can get a Draymond Green. It's possible. Maybe they could get a Miles Turner. That's possible. They could get maybe a Bam. Well, I couldn't get him. Maybe they can get um, OG Ananobi, you know, or, or, you know, there's a series of different Boyan Bogdanovich. You know, they'll be able to get a player like that with that type of trade. One good shooter who's a probably a small forward. If they can't get Miles Turner, then basically they're going to go for a small forward. Somebody with size, 6'7 to 6'9, who can play the three so that James can play the four. And that gives us at least not at the size that we'd get with, but we at least we won't have Reeves and we won't have Reeves and Beverly guarding, you know, guarding six foot nine guys and six foot eight guys in the box. You know, I'm so tired of seeing Beverly trying to guard, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and players that are just way too big for him to guard. You know, it's because we lack some size there. So I think the Lakers will make a trade like that. And then I think that Matt Ryan's being waived is probably a sign that they're maybe looking for a, for a double hit. You know, they want to trade three or four players and get trade three players and get back two. you know, or trade two players and get back three, trade three players and get back four. You know, they just want to create a spot there. That's so funny though, because uh, as you said, as you were saying this, Joe's still trying out the ice cream there. <laughs> it's frozen. I see Sonic's stock rising here in the next few days. So I just wanted to make that clear. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. Joe Sorrow at the After Effects from the One Tip Challenge. Laker Tom for LakerHolics.com. 
as the number one Lakers blogger there for you. I just say that right now with the Lakers heading into, again, I think this is a very pivotal, pivotal upcoming road trip. I really think that this is very important for so many different reasons. It'll determine what the front office does. Yeah. It'll determine what the front office does. Yeah. Uh, And the fact that there's still two games out of a plan, I'm trying to look at the bright side here. You always tell me I'm on the negative side, so I'm trying to look on the the positive side. Bright side. Yes, the bright side, indeed. The Lakers are only two games out of a playing spot. I know there's a mix right there at 10th. They can get into that mix with a decent if they get if they get what you guys call a four and two, five and one road trip, they can make waves. That is a possibility. Yeah. Then we might see a two pick trade. Yeah. Absolutely. But at, what I know in the chat room, they're also asking what I was asking earlier. Why is Patrick Beverly still in the lineup? That is just so confusing to me because he's really not playing good enough defense statistically to keep himself justified out there coming off the three game individual. I know tonight that Lonnie Walker, because the, next guy up, the next guy up can't do the job. And that's, that's the problem right there. With Troy Brown Jr. out of the lineup tonight and Lonnie Walker, the fourth, out of the lineup, both with sore feet, I'm hoping these are not lingering injuries. I'm hoping it's just rest heading into a very tough game on Friday against Milwaukee. Joe, you have any thoughts on Patrick Beverly and still staying in that starting lineup coming off that suspension? No choice. There's no choice. Uh, there's really, you know, Austin comes off the bench. It's it's a uh, is is is. Bench play is what this team needs. Uh, Russell Westbrook being able to control the ball and not have to worry about catering to AD and LeBron. That's why that works. It's There's just not enough mm, starter talent on this team. And he's kind of the, the default. He's the default. Uh, it's imperative. It's imperative that this team gets to a point where if they want to, to want to compete for a title, there has to be a massive change. Uh, some of the, trade Russ. They yeah, can't yeah, you have to trade Russ. To Russ. Yeah, you have to trade Russ, and then you have to trade Pat Bev and and, yeah. and none. Everyone else, I'm okay with. You know, but those 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 are asset contracts. You're talking about eighteen and forty seven million dollars. So now you're looking at. Uh, what is that? Uh, Sixty-five million dollars. That's that's two two max contracts. Or four or four good. Rotation. Imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine you trade those three for two max contracts in a in a three-way or four-way deal for two like legitimate, almost all-star type players. What changes? It's it's uh, keep playing the way you've been playing, but we still need more ammo. Yes, if you want to compete for a title, and if AD is playing this way towards the end of the year and LeBron is fresh, you got to give those guys a chance to be competitive in the playoffs. Otherwise, yeah, you're wasting the season. And that's something we don't want to do. Uh, again, I I would just want to see us get into the uh, non-lottery status, get us to the point where we're out of the lottery and don't give uh, the folks in New Orleans any reason for hoping to get Wembyama. That's that's all yeah, I, I care about right now. Them so that they don't do the swap. The swap yes. becomes meaningless. 
Yes, that's that would be the best. You want to scenario. swap with us? We get a better pick. That's the best scenario right now, and I'm hoping that's going to be the case. Yeah. As Sovereign says, we need guns and and beat the Celtics guns. in the finals. Absolutely, guys. We cannot trade LeBron until the summer. He signed an extension, and due to that extension, we cannot trade LeBron until the summer. He does not become trade eligible until then. So, all the trade LeBron stuff you guys saying you know, can't happen until the summer. So even if you wanted to, and he's going to stay here anyways, as long as he wants to, because he's going to break the scoring record as a Laker. So, uh, you know, as much as you guys say, and the fact that a great magic assist record also. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, come on, come on. You know, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. I think everybody realizes that, but I know you guys are just talking some great stuff out there in the world's best Lakers chat room. And despite that, LeBron James, six of eight from three, six of eight from three. When he's really humming like that, I know Joe said it best, though. He did when he did uh, the heat check, he did miss the heat check once again. So, yes, Joe, I know it's your chomping on your ice cream. He did me, he did miss the heat check. But once again, the Lakers do, though, they didn't miss many heat checks because they were really effective in the transition. And that's something I want to close out the show with as we head into the rest of the week here with what's going on tomorrow and, of course, on Friday for Milwaukee. And that is, again, emphasizing transition. When the Lakers go ahead and fast break and really push the tempo, Joe, and I told this to Laker Tom as well, good things happen. When you don't have shooters, the best way to run an offense is to run. (laughs) and get to the basket. They shot well tonight. I thought they shot well, but it's not a consistent day in and game in and game out. No, 50% 50 from the field, 37, uh, almost 38% from three, which is very good. Uh, Under their uh, free throw shooting was not exactly great, under 70%. Well, if you're going to have a game where you're not playing, shooting well from the free, and that's really towards the end of the game. Uh, yeah, LeBron missed two. Yeah, LeBron missed two. Uh, AD missed one or two. Uh, Schroeder missed that four-point play. Westbrook, Austin missed uh, two. Yeah, Austin Westbrook. missed two two free throws, which was, I think, his average drop from ninety-one percent to like seventy. Just losing, missing two, two shots. Yeah, that was actually Max Christie. He went from fifty-four. He went from almost fifty-five percent, I think, to thirty uh, percent or something like that because he missed. Uh, he was one out of five from three. So. It's okay. Uh, if you're up by 16, 17, you're, you're okay. Uh, that's the game to miss free throws. But they played well. They played well. They, they're supposed to win these games like this. And they, you know, carried a, almost a double-digit lead for almost a quarter and a half towards the end. That's what I'm used to. That's that's what we're used to seeing it with a team that's got AD playing at full throttle and, a, and LeBron playing angry. Uh, that's what your superstars are supposed to do now. We need to we need to reward this now. We need to reward this these guys with uh, someone that you can or somebody, or some people that can give us a good feeling going into the new year and going into the hopefully the playoffs. And I would I would I don't want to deal with the play in. I'd rather have them get the sixth spot. Uh, they they got the got a long ways to go. It is not impossible. Because of the fact right now the Western Conference is so up in the air. That's really actually good. a good You're thing. only four games out. That's a good thing, Tom. That's a good thing. So Yeah, until somebody gets hot. Yeah. It's Do not going to stay this way forever. That's the no. other side of it. 
but it opens up but it opens a door for Palenka to wait a little yeah it does you know how he loves to wait well portland's back down to a 500 team dallas is at a 500 team uh minnesota is a 500 team golden state you know they're going to kick it in gear at some point in time they're a 500 team they're awful on the road and they're absolutely stellar at home Utah is almost a 500 team now after having such a great start to the season. And Sacramento's almost, uh, they're fading a little bit as well, even though they won tonight. So you see those teams, which outside of the Golden State Warriors, uh, you know, could be having some issues and could be reevaluating things as the months go on. So that could be prime for the Lakers or the Dallas Mavericks, I think, to go ahead and sneak a couple of those spots. Do you guys agree with me on that? Yep. I mean, it's just surprising that, Luca yeah. having an MVP like season and they're only 10 and 10. That's really was, I think the one, that thing that really stands out to me. It's not that surprising though. He doesn't have any talent on this team. I, I agree. I mean, whatever. And when I mean go, by talent, I mean like. Letting go Brunson. Brunson, letting go Brunson was a big yeah, mistake. And, yeah. And Brunson, I mean, Brunson's a third, fourth guy on a, on a title contender. Yeah. They need a second guy. If, yeah. if, if, if to take advantage of uh, Luca's game, but how are they going to do that? I don't know. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if Mark can get go out and get somebody. Uh, he, he needs a big, maybe a, a power. They're forward. almost in the same situation the Lakers are in. They really are. I don't know. I don't know what they could do. And I don't, no one seems to want to go to Dallas. So what's it, you know, that so what, what can they do? Luca, uh, question now is if if this happens again next year do people want to play with luca hmm. not, many touches, not many touches not many touches left it's a good question you know not luca, many touches left after the alpha gets his luca 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 has been known to be a whiner and a diva when does that kind of start rubbing people the wrong way to the point where he's like you know what guys you don't like me trade me I see the uh, chat is already saying to trade AD on top of Russell Westbrook for mm-hmm. Miles Turner, Halliburton, and Buddy Heald. I don't think Indiana no. go for that. And, I, and the way AD Lakers is aren't playing, trading AD, you're not trading no. a top five player at 29 years old. Joe is actually right on this one. He used to stay on the train for mm-hmm. one more season with AD, and look what's happened. You're getting some of the best play from AD in the Laker uniform. I want AD to win a Defensive Player of the Year award this year, and those bums I'd like better. To the MVP. Better. MVP? The record's got to be better. For That's the taking the baton from LeBron. They would have to. That is taking one, one of the most unprecedented turnarounds ever. The record has got to be better, guys. The record's got to be better. They won't give an MVP or a defense player a year for guys. Well, the record will be better. They'll win the championship. Oh, there you go. Positivity at its most from Laker Top. <laughs> a five and one, five and one over stretch over the next six games. Then we'll then we'll knock the Celtics off. That'll give us a 14 and 13 record. We'll be over 500. And at that point in time, Hell. we make a mega trade. And, Fifty-six uh, and all next fifty-six. Yeah, we make games. a mega trade, and we bring in we bring in Laurie Markkinen and uh, and Boyan Bogdanovich and uh, Miles Turner and Jordan Clarkson, all for Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, and Patrick Beverly. Four for three, it fills up Matt Ryan's empty spot. 
<laughs> John McAlian says, I need to smoke some of Tom's positivity juice tonight. Where have you been for the past three years? This is Laker Tom to a T. This is Laker Tom indeed. It is when he's not like this and he's really angry at the front office. That's when it's watch out time for Laker Tom. There you go. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do come out a victor, 128 to 109. Tomorrow, Lakers fast break university opens up again where Professor Joe Soro and hopefully Professor Sean Grice will talk about the Minneapolis Lakers. Hopefully you'll be a part of that. Hopefully you will attend class. I know John McKillian said he does need some homework. I'll provide some in the YouTube description for, for you coming up here in a little bit. I will go ahead and do that. So check back on the YouTube description and also as well the description wherever you get your podcast. I'll put some homework in there for you on the Minneapolis Lakers. So it is going to hopefully be a good time. But then after that, Friday, the game's at 4.30, everyone. The game is at 4.30 Pacific time, 7.30 Eastern. We'll, I guess I know that we will have a live watch party. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it or my schedule's kind of weird on Friday. I know we'll do the post game, I think, at 9 p.m. Pacific time. I do want to make everyone aware that the post game will be at 9 p.m. Pacific time because of my quirky schedule on Friday. But I, I'm asking Laker Tom, hopefully he can guide everybody through on the watch party for Friday. Hopefully you guys will attend. You guys wanted watch parties. I'm giving you watch parties. Laker Tom is there for watch parties, so please be part of the watch party today at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. It is free to sign up. Part of the what again? Lakers Fast Break watch party. Live watch party. Not Memorex. Live watch party right there for you. And, of course, tomorrow is Lakers History 101. And then, of course, again on Friday, 9 p.m. will be our post-game coverage. Just wanted to let you know that. Write it down, Gerald. Write it down. You guys write it down. Write that down. I'll actually go ahead and I'll post – I'll put schedule down there. Laker Thomas shaking no. Why? Why are you shaking the 9 p.m., the game will be over at 7. My schedule, I will be on the road, unfortunately, listening to the entire game and trying to stream it at the same time. So, you know <sighs> – Sorry, not all of us can be where you want them to be. I would love to be where I want to be right after the game. But unfortunately, as long as we're still a growing entity and not at the level that Lakers Nation is, we need about 400,000 more subscribers. Then that will make sure I'm here after the game right when you want it. That's all I'll say. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Unless Joe can host it. If Joe can host it, there you go. <laughs> Friday? Yeah, Friday. <laughs> uh, no. That's a not, bad day. Not that early. Uh, yeah. I can barely get home at 10 these days. Okay. Uh, that's what's great about the West Coast and the Laker games is I can get home by 10 and still do the show. Okay. <laughs> you guys are crazy in the chat, by the way. I know you guys are going all off in there, but also John McCallion's in the chat. He's got a great YouTube channel. Please go ahead and support him today. John McCallion, go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. While you're subscribing there, please subscribe to us, the Lakers Fast Break. You guys have been very patient tonight while I play with the new Streamlabs stuff that's going on there. So thank you so much for joining us. Laker Tom is at Laker Tom on Twitter. And, of course, he's the number one Lakers blogger that's out there at Lakerholics.com. Special shout-out to Jamie Sweet. Hopefully he can be a part of what we're doing. Again, Lakers Fast Break very soon. And Joe Soro, not only is at LakersBall.com, but also as well, 
go ahead. If you're in Southern California area, transform your lawn today with Simblades with a Y.com. Thank you, Z. Thank you, Bobcat Sovereign, John McAlian, everybody out there that's been on the show tonight. Gotta be the shoes. You guys have been incredible in the chat room. We will be back tomorrow for Lakers History 101, talking about the Minneapolis Lakers, and be back on Friday, not only for the live watch party, but also, well, unless I hear otherwise, I will schedule it on YouTube. So don't worry, I'll schedule it. But right now, it's looking like 9 p.m. We'll schedule it out for you. And we'll be back for the post game. Will the Lakers start off their road trip on a good note? We'll find out right here at the Lakers Passport Podcast.